1: Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. And today I'm joined by Bas von Beld, award winner, digital marketing consultant, trainer and speaker, and founder of State of Digital. Bas, how are you doing?
2: Hey, Andy. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, in very grey Brighton. And I hear that uh, the Netherlands is equally as grey.
2: <laughs> it is, yeah. That's the unfortunate time of the year, right? October, November.
1: It's... yeah. It's great. that great time of year, isn't it? Now, the last time you were on the show uh, was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was back in May 2012. And I think it might have been Kelvin that interviewed you. Um, yes. But you're back again, so that's fantastic. And today we're going to be talking about um, sort of tuning content to audience. But before we get into that, uh, just remind our listeners uh, who you are and what you do. Tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so in 2012, I was a young man. Now, now I'm an old man. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's one big difference. Uh, I, As you said, I am the founder of State of Digital, which is probably where most people will know me from, which used to be called State of Search. I founded that with Lisa Myers several years ago. Uh, in 2012, it was still State of Search. Now, since two years, it's called State of Digital because we believe that there's a bigger thing going on in the world that is more than just search, which doesn't mean I don't believe in search. I really do believe in search very much. I think search is probably the center of many digital marketing strategies. But we want to emphasize that it is connected to other other elements as well. So that's why we call it of Digital. People can also know me from speaking. I speak a lot throughout the world from Brighton, Brighton SEO, to London, to New York, to Iceland, to Ukraine, and even Iran. So I, I travel the world speaking a lot. And at the same time, I, I do a lot of uh, consultancy and, and especially training on, on the job, so to speak, training on the job with uh, with people inside businesses and trying to get them uh, to understand what the, what, what's going on in the world of digital yeah. and how can we use that.
1: It's a hugely variable and changing landscape, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about content so many times on this show, but it's a tremendously important area. And specifically uh, today, talking about sort of matching content to audience sort of, and getting it sort of out there at the right time. Let's start off with uh, perhaps a description of, of the problem, Bass. How would you describe the problem we're dealing with here?
2: Yeah, good question. I think one of the things that is going wrong is that there's just too much stuff out there, and we can't choose. I, I can probably describe it best with a with a short story. Actually, mm. I, I was in Thailand last summer with my family, and that was the first big trip we've ever done as a family. Now we've we've been traveling to France and and doing going camping, and we've even been to the US with uh, two oldest ones. But this was the first trip. That was actually like getting us far away and traveling and, and from one place going going from one place to another. And my kids are seven, nine, and eleven. So I had to do the research before we went on the trip because it was new to us. Mm. One of the things I needed to research was backpacks. Because you don't want to like if you have a seven and nine and eleven year old, what turns out you can't just give them like any backpack because you'll break their backs. Yes. <laughs> and that's something you don't want to do. I just so. have this
1: vision now of this very small child with a huge <laughs> backpack yes. on, 35 kilo backpack. Exactly.
2: Yes. I actually made a picture of my youngest, well, my youngest with my backpack, uh, <laughs> which was empty at the time. But that, that gives that, that impression. It's like, wow, that's way too big. So yes. we needed to do research for that. And I started doing research. I went to a store and I saw like tons of backpacks. and there was so much choice. and I could not choose what pack- backpack to use. and even when I went online, there were like a million results if i if I searched for backpack and mm. I couldn't find what the right backpack was for my kids. i I didn't know where to look. I didn't where to start or stop and i just froze i I didn't know what to do because there was so much content out there that it didn't help me to actually choose the right pack backpack at that specific time and i'm seeing that not just in regards to backpacks but basically on almost any topic you can imagine if you look at the internet these days it's just filled with content
1: absolutely yeah i was trying to search for um, fitness watches the other day and there was so much choice it, it actually put me off the idea of getting one
2: exactly, no, well that was my exact problem with, with, with the backpacks mm. I, I, I was like okay forget it we'll, we'll just figure out something else and we'll be fine, uh, I did find the backpacks in the end but it was so much effort and that's because I believe that we as marketers we're not making it the people that have to choose easy we, we think we, uh, we need to just create content and then they'll, they'll pick us because we've got this great piece of content mm. doesn't work like that Basically it's it, the more content we we get, the, the less choices we make and, and the more difficult it gets to actually make those choices. Uh, so, so we're basically doing the opposite of what we should be doing. We should not be creating more content. We should only be creating more content that actually makes sense. So think about think about different things within the the, the marketing funnel. Uh, and understand what what stages people are in, that, that if I'm just researching the fact that I need backpacks, I don't want people to, to sell me the backpacks right there and then. That, that's yeah. that's for later. I, I want to understand first, wait, wait a minute, I'm with my kids, so how do I even go about all this? What what, should, what are the things that I should pay attention to? And then you take the next steps.
1: Yeah. So I guess this is all about sort of figuring out uh, exactly what you need to create, isn't it, Beth?
2: Yes, it is, yes. So w- – I believe that if you, if you look at what we want to create is that we want to create beautiful content That's what you hear a lot on events as well. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you, you need to create beautiful, great, compelling content. That's right. But that's kind of like, to me, that, that's normal. That's like, of course you need to do that. That's, yeah. that's not, that's not a piece of life. Why, why why would you want to create crap content? You don't want to create <laughs> crap content. You want to create great content, but it, even then it has to make sense. And what I would say is like, you need to connect the dots. So you need to understand um, why you have certain pieces of content out there and what happens next. So that's one thing that I always keep asking my clients as well, is is what happens next? So what, what else? And sometimes they, they hate me for it because I keep asking the question, what else? And, uh, but it makes them think about, okay, so if somebody reads this content, what, what are they doing next? What, mm. What's their next best click? So who who are they? Who who are uh, they, they targeting? What are they? What are the stages that they're in? So so I look at very many different elements before I start creating the content. So you start off with who you are targeting. So you know that you're targeting people that want to buy a backpack, for example. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that if they are going to buy the backpack, they have a history. They don't start from zero right there and then like, oh, wait a minute, backpack, I need a backpack, this is the one I need. Mm. They have a history before that. So they are researching that they're going on a holiday and then they're researching that they realize they need a backpack. And then even before that, they're just like looking at pictures and they're discussing different trips with their friends. And, and each of those different touch points are opportunities to get their trust, to win their trust. So you need to first do research on, on who is it that you're actually targeting. What, is, what different stages are they in? That's that's the old-fashioned funnel. Remember the, the yes. funnel that we had from, from unaware to aware to researching to actually buying. Now, you, most businesses are used to focus on the buying part of that funnel. And I believe that you should focus on all parts of the funnel and then differentiate all the different users within the, that funnel. So you understand that there's people who are just having fun, just being on the internet, looking at their Facebook feeds. And, and when they see friends of them going to Thailand, for example, mm. they will th- start thinking about Thailand. And that's when they're in a different modus that you can actually target them already with with some content. And that's where it starts. And when you understand who you're actually targeting, that's when you start start understanding, okay, if... Those are the people, and they're in different stages. What is it that I can actually do to create or to trigger? It doesn't have to be your own content. That, that's another mistake that people make. They think they need to create everything themselves. You don't. You just need to push the right content to the audience at the right time. So you want to understand where are they, who are they, and then you're going to look at, okay, there's different types of content that
1: we can use. Yes, yes. Because that brings me on to the other thing. It's the different types of content, bass. because presumably you need to sort of get the content right for sort of who you're targeting effectively.
2: Yes. So uh, when when I'm researching whether I'm going on a holiday or not, uh, or when I'm researching what I'm going to bring on my holiday, those are different phases. So I need different types of content. I can actually probably explain this best not with a travel example, but with something that's really obvious, (laughs) but that people hardly think about. I had a client once which sold dishwashers, and what they they asked me like, how do how can we sell more dishwashers using? old-fashioned SEO and and, and, and old content marketing and whatever and we started lo- researching on okay what faces are they in where are they so what what is it that they want out of dishwashers mm-hmm. we, we, we quickly realized that if we wanted to target them on on the sales part um, it will be practically impossible just do a search for dishwashers and uh, on, on Google and you'll you'll find only the big players there so you can't you, you won't be able to to compete with that so we started looking around and we started to understand, okay, there are different funnels, parts of the funnel. So they, there's people who are not aware that they are going to buy a dishwasher within the next year, which are, for example, people working in a business or students who are still in, in, in living in dorm houses and, and then they, they need to move out. But they're not thinking about it just yet. There's people who are aware that it's going to happen at one point, and then there's people actually researching it. So we went then to Twitter. And we did some research there, and we went to other social media to do some research, and we found that there were different types of questions that people were asking. So, for example, there's the questions about uh, how do I fix my dishwasher, which is broken? Uh, how do I uh, fit my plates into my dishwasher? Because apparently not all, all plates fit into a dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then there was uh, this one tweet, which I love to share, or, or, always love to share, which, which gave me so much insight. It was a tweet from somebody saying, is there a German word for when your office dishwasher needs emptying, but somebody's watching you, so you can't just walk away? (laughs) (laughs) Which to me was like, oh, that happens in every office. It's like... (laughs) I think the emails that come by most in offices is, why is the kitchen so dirty? Yes. And, and can you please clean up your mess when you when you leave the kitchen? And uh, we started working on, on, on this and, and creating different types of content for those different phases and those different questions. So we created a, a useful guide on how to load your dishwasher correctly. We got this repairman to create some videos about how to fix your dishwasher so that it will last another five, four or five months. Knowing, of course, that if they are fixing it now, they will buy a new one in, in five months because you can only fix it so many times. And the final thing that we realized is what, at one point I was I was looking at all the data and all the information. and I was like, oh, wait a minute. We're targeting students. We're targeting businesses, offices. And I saw that tweet and then I realized I grew up in an era when we didn't have dishwashers. So my, my two sisters and I always had the same fight which is who's going to do the dishes, who's going to wash, who's going to dry, who's going to clean. Always when got into a fight, until one day my mom did something that probably every mom in, 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 in that era had done at one point. Yeah. She created a schedule. So on the Monday I needed to dry, on the Tuesday I needed to wash, et cetera, et cetera. So I realized two things. One, I think my parents never actually did the dishes when I was young, because we always did them. And the second thing I realized is that those schedules work. So what we created was an, an overview, uh, a website, which, which had all sorts of different things related to the dishwashers that would help people. So the dishwasher guides and, and everything. But also we created this form in which you could fill in how many people are in your office or in your dorm house, how many times are you using the dishwasher, and um, all sorts of different questions. And then you could hit a button and a schedule would roll out. <laughs> and you would just have a schedule and that got downloaded over forty thousand times within within two three weeks it was hugely popular and yes. it was of course branded with with the uh with the brand that i worked for and we actually saw months after we saw the spike in the actual sale of dishwashers as well because what we did is not just give them that form of course we got them into the funnel they needed to give their email and then we could push them through different parts and, and, and target them with the exact content they needed at that exact time. And, and that's what I mean with, with trying to figure out what is it that you need to create when you look at who are they and, and what is it that they need right there and then. Because you don't need to know about what dishwashers are best when you're just trying to fix it or when you're in your sure. dorm house. Yeah. You're not thinking about that, but you want to warm them up. So that that is how you actually, I believe, at least that's how you actually – create content that actually makes sense, that is relevant
1: to your audience and to the business that you're targeting. That's a lovely example of um, sort of, because people forget don't they, that content doesn't have to be just words or, or, or you know, or, or audio or video. I mean, it could be a widget or a, or a form. It's also a nice, really nice example of sort of, um, I was going to say hooking into, but that's probably an unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like leveraging, that's a better word, yes. leveraging <laughs> sort of, um, oh, what's the word for? Culture. Because we have a yep. Western culture here. There's a, there's a whole culture around dishwashers, isn't there? And it's there a very nice is. example of, sort of, of hawking, uh, leveraging that.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Can we talk about relevance? Because I know that uh, the content has to be relevant to the target audience, isn't it? Yeah.
2: It has, well, it has to be relevant to both you and your target audience. So the, the, the example I just gave is, so it's relevant for them to read about or, or to get the form at a certain point because they're not buying. Yeah. But, has to make sense to your business as well, because what you see happening a lot as well is that businesses realize, oh, we need to think about our audience, so we're going to do stuff that they like, and then they start doing stuff that which is completely irrelevant to what they're doing, which then doesn't make sense to the audience because they don't connect the brand with with the topic. So mm-hmm. it needs to always be relevant to both you and your target audience, yeah. uh, so they need to like have it have it at the time that they feel this, this makes sense that I'm seeing this now. Uh, and, and this is, of course, the example that you always see where where retargeting goes wrong, where mm-hmm. people get diapers when they're not pregnant and <laughs> stuff like that, or when they are pregnant but don't want to talk about it yet. That, that, that is where, where a lot of retargeting goes wrong. And I think we can learn a lot from retargeting when it comes to relevance and, and the mistakes that were made and when we are talking about content, actually.
1: It's funny actually. Yeah, you know, I think being targeted with diapers when you don't have children is kind of okay when you're sort of reasonably young, but when you get a bit older, it can be a bit of an insult, can't it? Yeah. So, so raising up a bit to a more sort of like fifty thousand foot view, how does this fit in with sort of uh, your sort of goals and strategy around content creation? So what, what you need to
2: think about as a business is what is it that you want to accomplish? So that is connecting the dots, what I always, uh, mm. I always call it connecting the dots, which means that you have to think about why am I actually creating this content and what is it that, that I wanted to do? I think the mistake that many, many people make is that they just focus on, on the one thing which makes every business go wild and that is it will sell. Mm. Not every uh, every piece of content needs to sell. Actually, most pieces of content don't need to sell because they're there to help. And they, they're there to help the bigger picture. And I think that Cars movies is, is, is the best example of that. Mm. The Cars movies are hugely successful. There's many people going to theaters, watching the Cars movies, or, or, or buying the DVDs and watching it at home. But that's not where they get most of the money. The Cars movies are actually is a great example of concept marketing because they're making more money out of all the merchandise around the the movies yes and then they are from actually the movies themselves so, so all the mugs all the uh, the, the t-shirts and, and clothing and, and all the other stuff that they're selling which is related to the movies is bringing them more money so that means the movie itself is the content marketing yeah now You have to understand that as a business, that why is it that you're doing this and how will you in the long run, the bigger picture, will make you the money. And then if you realize that, then suddenly you can start creating stuff which at first won't make sense because it doesn't feel like it's going to give you direct money. And that needs some explanation to the boards and management of this, of of a lot of businesses, to be honest.
1: Which is always tricky, of course.
2: That's the that's but I feel that cars movies like that are are a big example of that. Yeah, yeah, that that it will work. or Red Bull for the, for example, is a great example as well, which is a lot of advertising. Mm. but the I, I talked to the uh, CFO of uh, the chief financial officer of of Red Bull, and he said, I'm happily giving marketing the money because I know it's coming back and not just once, but like a zillion times. and and they're they they're doing stuff which seems completely irrelevant. But in the end, it, it is relevant because uh, it, it's a bigger goal. It's, it, it's the bigger picture.
1: So, yeah, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? So it's really thinking of, of content as kind of not just one blob, but as something that's living and breathing and has a sp- sort of various moving parts that all interact, isn't it? It's, yes. I suppose it comes down to sort of creating joined-up content, doesn't it?
2: It does, yes, yes, it, uh,
1: uh, exactly that.
2: It, you need to join content together. So you need to understand if they're reading this or if they're watching that, uh, you want to follow it up with something else that will will add to the experience. Mm. So um, that's why connecting the dots to me is, is the right term to use in this. It's all different dots, like one of those drawings that you used to make with yes. the, going from the one, two, the two, and the three. Once you start connecting them, that's when you see the bigger picture, and that's when you actually understand, wait a minute, this actually makes sense, and this will turn into something really beautiful. But if you're missing certain dots, then it will probably be like a crap picture. Yeah. Um, so, so it is really important that you join up stuff that, that you – so you're doing the podcast right now. Yes. Um, you're also doing um, write-ups of, of that. You're doing other stuff that will, will get people to uh, see your brand. Mm. So it's part of a bigger picture. It's not just a podcast because if it would just be the podcast, then it's, it's a nice thing but then it doesn't do anything. Yes, but because yeah. it's a podcast connected to all sorts of other, other different things, it will help your business.
1: Yeah. just one part of a machine, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. I think the, the, the key to great content marketing is actually looking at looking ahead and, yeah. and knowing what will happen two or three steps ahead. And, and I always mention Johan Cruyff in this uh, which is a a Dutch football player who unfortunately died uh, this year Mm -hmm. but he was a great football player but he wasn't just a great football player because he knew what to do with a ball and he could do anything with a ball now he was a great football player because he knew to think few steps ahead Mm. so he uh, understood where to walk to get the ball after three or four passes within his team. But he also knew that even before he would get the ball, where he would play it so that somebody else, in the end, would be able to score the goal. So, and that's what marketers need to do as well. So so look at the content, think about what is it that it actually does. And and that that's actually, by the way, a really good way of, of figuring out uh, whether or not you should create a piece of content. And you, will, I notice a lot that when I do this exercise with, with businesses is that we can just scratch half of the content that they're doing because it doesn't make any sense yeah, and it yeah. has no follow-up so it actually frees up time for other, other things um that i have more effect so you need to think ahead in that
1: well bas thank you so much for joining us and helping us to tune up our content how can our listeners find out more about you and more about state of digital
2: well, State of Digital you can find on stateofdigital.com and on Twitter it's at State of Digital. Myself, I'm at Baz van den Belt and my personal website is bazvandenbelt.com and just look around on conferences and you'll probably find me as well.
1: Fantastic. And just to clarify, the spelling of that is um, van den and then belt is B-E-L-D, isn't it?
2: Yes, it's a Fantastic. Dutch name. It's not the easiest for English people, but uh, <laughs> you'll find me.
1: Well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Um, we are looking to do some more questions and answers, so please phone in on the magic phone number, plus 441273256150, if you want to um, leave us your dulcet tones, or you can email us at podcast at sitevisibility.com. So that's all from me, Andy. It's all from Bass. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.